private member's bill that would legalize sports betting in Canada has passed third reading in the House of Commons. Now, if it passes through the Senate and it receives royal assent, it'll mark a major change in this country. For the first time in a long time, it would radically change the gambling landscape for the better in the minds of many. I think Paul Burns is the president and CEO of the Canadian Gaming Association, and he joins us now to talk a bit about this development. Uh, Good morning, Paul. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So, yeah, we're talking about Bill C-218 here. Um, let's just uh, give the audience an idea of uh, what we're talking about. What does this bill allow Canadians to do that previously they couldn't? It will allow Canadians to bet on the outcome of a single sporting event. Uh, the current prohibition has been in place since the 60s. Um, that uh, said that you could not bet on, uh, on a single event, but we could bet on... Uh, parlay bets, which is more than one, which is what we've seen through a lot of the sports lottery products offered in the country, where you're betting on two or three games uh, and have to win those to win your bet. Why? Why can you not bet on one, but you can bet on two or three? What was the thinking when they brought that in? Well, it was, it, you have to go back to the, the, the 60s when it was when it was created, and then mostly it was around the issue of uh, talking about things like fixing um, okay. matches. Um, you know, boxing matches and other things at the time, and and there was a feeling that if you if you couldn't place a bet just on one sport, then there was the ability to fix it, uh, get a match and cheat uh, would be deterred. Um, the reality is that you know technology and innovation have come along, and uh, sports betting has evolved, and we've been long seeking this change. We've actually been asking for it since two thousand eight. To be honest, um, it's taken a long time, uh, a few attempts to get Parliament to do this, and uh, we hopefully we're in the, the final stretches with the Senate. We hope it gets done. Um, and you make a good point. Like it's not like this isn't happening in Canada anyway. Unfortunately, it's all happening online and and offshore, right? I mean, Canadians are placing billions of dollars in bets like this. They are, and that's where because of um, Canada's laws around wagering and betting are, are gray when it comes to the online space. Yeah. What I mean by that is it's not clear because um, provinces have control over jurisdictions of bets happening within their jurisdiction. Well, when you're sitting at your, your home in Calgary and you're placing a wager online, uh, where's the bet occurring in your home or the server where that facility happens to be located in whether it's the UK or Isle of Man? And no one's ever wanted to solve that legal question in Canada. So we've had what we call a gray market that's huge. It's we estimate there's a well in excess of $4 billion in gross wagers, total handle, being wagered bet on sports through online offshore sites. Um, that's a contrast to, to the lottery corporations in the country, which are doing about $500 million. Wow. So you can see the direction. Beyond that, it's organized crime still uses this, um, sports betting and yep. bookmaking as a way to launder money. Uh, the King Criminal Intelligence Service issued a report in late 2019 highlighting how you know motorcycle gangs have and organized crime have been using not only online sites but also other operations communities to take you know to make hundreds of millions of dollars a year uh, from sports betting yeah billions i mean huge amounts of money that and if that money you know if this is legalized in canada obviously that money would be spent in canada and you know like with other lottery things it would be a, almost a charitable donation right well, this is what we're saying to, we said to the House of Commons, and we're saying to the Senate. 
one, we have legal sports wagering in this country. We've had it for decades. Yeah, yeah. Canadians love to do this. We need to bring it out of the shadows and into a regulated marketplace, but also where the economic benefits can come back to communities, to, you know, gaming operators and members of our association who are casino operators around this country who have been closed for a lot of the last year. Right. Um, have never been able to offer this product, even though Canadians could accept they couldn't get it from them. And now coming out of pandemic and wanting to build our businesses back, having this product is a huge benefit to the sector to the 90,000 people who have not been working a whole lot in the last 14 months um, we want to we're saying this is the time to do this and, and let the economic benefits stay in Canada and benefit communities and jobs and, and provide tax revenue to government. So under this bill, I mean, we're not talking about a federal program here, right? We would be talking about the fact that it's legal federally but the provinces would be left to set up how they want to operate it. That's right. The provinces have had um, oversight over the gaming and complete authority uh, over offering gaming products within their jurisdictions for the last 35 years. Okay. Um, and so it's all within their control. And, that, and sometimes that's some of the issues in Ottawa. Is that they actually they don't have any other ongoing role in this other than to change this law. And then it's, it's really enabling then the provinces to decide how they want to offer this, where, when what it's going to look like. It's all in the control of the provincial government. So, yeah, we don't know. I mean, those of us who've been to Vegas and love going to the sports book, it's an amazing scene. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. That could technically be happening here. If this law is changed, we could see open sports books set up? Yes, uh, that's what I'd hope to see. The, I mean, the, the gaming sector in Alberta, the casino operators would love to be able to build a sports book in their facilities. Uh, they are great at, you know, for events. Uh, people like to gather and watch sporting events. The NHL playoffs are coming yeah, soon. Yeah, um, All of those things, um, from Super Bowl to March Madness to Grey Cup, all of those things, people tend to gather events and being able to do that and offer some excitement around wagering. Because um, people love to bet on sports. They do it uh, quite really. And, and it's it's a perfect environment to create. It's also where the benefits actually stay in, in the jurisdiction. Um. Sports leagues are also wildly in favor of this, correct? Very much so. And they were the least, I would say, the last ones to the to the party. But they're here, and they're, yeah. boy, are they ever. Um, yeah, the, in previous attempts to do this, there was professional leagues were not uh, in favor. Um, but just uh, almost three years ago now, the laws, the, the federal prohibition in the United States was struck down. And what we're seeing is now almost well over 20, I think almost 25 states are in the have or in the process of creating sports betting uh, regulations within their jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's obviously showing up on sports broadcasts we see from the United States uh, quite dramatically. And, and it's, it's driving for them, it's a, new, it's a new source of revenue, being able to sell their data Information because sports books really, you know, thrive on data, and and that's where an opportunity for the leagues having to sell their data, marketing partnerships, um, and you know, in, in Canada, the CFL in particular has been a, a strong supporter of this, and a league that needs to get back on the field and back on its feet and needs some tools yeah. to help generate new sources of revenue. Uh, it's important. Sure is. Uh, now, not to be a Debbie Downer here, we've been here before, right? One of these bills has made it through the House and, and died in the Senate before, correct? <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to relive the past. Um, it's a very different time. 
Uh, see, the previous attempt passed in um, early in, in it was 2012 and um, made it to the Senate, was debated, they had hearings, uh, but they never chose to vote on it. And, and for three and a half years, it sat um, debated occasionally. Uh, but never brought to a vote, and and that was disappointing because that would have given Canada a bit of a competitive advantage over the U.S. marketplace in some ways. Um, it's a very different time now because there's really nobody opposing this bill anymore. Like last time, it was a professional sports league. That's not happening. Um, you know, the Canadian Olympic Committee uh, CEO appeared in front of the Justice Committee hearings on this bill to to offer their support. Um, because it, you know, amateur community sees it from a protection of athletes and the integrity of sport issue, as well as seeing where they can financially benefit from this going forward. Canada Soccer has been a tremendous supporter of this uh, because those sports are bet on all over the world, and Canada's really one of the last juris- major jurisdictions in the world to actually deal with this issue. To be frank, it was the rest of uh, South America. Europe, Asia, uh, very robust sports betting environments. And uh, North America has kind of been late to the party in, in many ways. And But there is a strong component from these organizations for athlete protection by creating regulated environments, bringing it out of the shadows, helps protect the athletes that participate, uh, consumers that their bets are treated fairly. So there's, there's a whole host of, of stakeholders here sure. who, for various reasons, are saying, time to get it done. Yeah, and a ton of money available out there for, like you say, for these sports leagues, for charities, for all kinds of people that right now is just being sent out of the country, which uh, obviously would benefit us to the tune of over $4 billion in your estimation. That's, I mean, that's massive. It's a significant amount of money being wagered. It's, yeah. um, and, you know, the profit margins on sports betting are actually pretty narrow because it's a fair bet. Most of the money actually goes back to the better. There you go, yeah. In this environment, um, more so than the sports lottery products. Uh, in fact, that's why people choose um, to look for single uh, events wagering in offshore sports books is because they see it as a fair bet. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of one sport. I like to bet on it. I just want to bet on that, or I just want to bet on my favorite team. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, but the system now may forces them to make other choices that sometimes they don't want to make or and they don't like. Yeah, uh, okay. We're going to follow it up and uh, and see where it goes, but I appreciate you uh, sort of letting us know where we're headed. Thanks, Paul. Thanks very much. Happy to be happy. Thank you. Thanks. That is Paul Burns, who is the president and CEO of the um, Canadian Gaming Association.